Salutations and proclamations. You are here with the De La Fit podcast. That's right. It's I, Philly's number one son, a.k.a. The Body Alchemist. And I'm here excited. I mean, I mean, there's no other words to say it. Um, Today we are going to have part one of our um, interview with Powerlifting's elite lifter, Richard the Ant Hawthorne. We're going to be, um, wow, well, I mean, we're just going to. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of excited right now. I'm, I'm, I don't know if you could tell. I'm smiling from ear to ear. Um, myself and uh, Rob Olylifter Miller, we had this interview uh, with Mr. Hawthorne uh, a couple months ago. Uh, first of all, thank you to him. Thank you to Southern Elite Fitness um, in Diverville, Mississippi, uh, where uh, Mr. Hawthorne's gym is located. Uh, first of all, again, let, let me slow down because uh, my my jubilance is, is taking over. This was not just an interview. I think and I thank Mr. Ha- uh, Mr. Hawthorne Richard for taking his time out to talk about what he uh, admits is his passion, which is lifting. Um it was an experience that uh, I'm gonna say it, it inspired my not only myself and Rob to growth um, to progress more. Um, as you can see in the beginning, I will say this: uh, the, the the podcast changed. The podcast has done a metamorphosis. Um, we've changed in how we do certain things, um, but I will say this: this was also a a starting point uh we when i started this podcast i wanted to do a podcast that i thought i could shoot out to people and basically in my own mind excuse my language shoot the shit with people from a very non-scientific point um i feel that a lot of times we over complicate lifting and health and fitness to points that it doesn't need to be and you know, I, I just wanted to have something where I could speak to the people, excuse me, in regular language, almost like you were sitting in with a conversation with friends. So, um, Rob and I ventured to do this. I incorporated him into this, along with us going into this. It spread to uh, reaching out to other individuals. Uh, we contacted uh, and found Miss Brittany Noel. Uh, we interviewed her, who has since become part of our podcast, uh, which we're, we're very proud. And it's, it's just been a very large, uh, I, I would like to say, growth that has taken place in a very short time. We finished up uh, 11 episodes. That's our first season. And we took some time off. Uh, we're still reformulating different things, but... Again, to get back to this podcast, because I I can quickly go on tangents. I'm trying to be very focused. I would like to thank Mr. Hawthorne. And I often call him Mr. Hawthorne, but uh, he says to call him Rich. I would like to thank Rich for taking his time out to talk to us and do this interview, which, again, I feel becomes more of a seminar and I am so blessed. We are blessed here at the De La Fit Podcast 
to share this information with you. Um, this is a two-part interview. Rich, Mr. Hawthorne, uh, gave us so much information that we wanted to um, wanted to give it all to you, but because of the uh, standards of time that we have for our podcast, we try to put everything within an hour for everyone to, you know, so it's entertaining uh, and it's uh, informational, but at the same time, uh, that it's not too much. You know, we, 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 we want it just enough for everybody. And Mr. Hawthorne gave us more, more, I mean, he shared so many jewels with us that it was like, wow, you know, um, so this is part one. Next week will be part two. And again, uh, all we can say is shout out to him. Thank you. If you are ever in the Mississippi area, please check out his gym, Southern Elite Fitness, located at 10380. Auto Mall Parkway uh, Diverville, Mississippi 39540 Uh, The phone number is uh, 228-207-3728 It's again Southern Elite Fitness uh, Located in Diverville, Mississippi it's it's a, a wonderful place that I will I'm going to make a trip to. I'm staying saying it in the air. I will make a trip to down south to uh, his gym uh, just to meet the man himself. Also, for anybody else that's interested, <clears throat> you know, if you're in the surrounding areas, if you're you know just want to you know have the chance to meet this man and take him on his knowledge you know firsthand I would encourage you to uh it has helped I know change my life it has helped to uh I know it sparked Rob um just so that you know Rob right now is not here but he was definitely here for the interview and um like I said I hope you all enjoy it uh we have some we're gonna start out with some information um I'm kind of, I'm kind of thinking we're just gonna let this go. We just, we're just gonna, I'm just gonna kick it off. So, I hope you all enjoyed the podcast. Uh, tune in next week for the interview, uh, part two. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm tongue tied for part two of the interview with Mr. Richard Hawthorne. Please enjoy, share, like, um, and have a very blessed, fit, healthy day. You're now tuned in to the Daylight Fit Podcast. With, with Philly's number one son, a.k.a. The Body Alchemist. And Human Nicky Spirit, a.k.a. Rob Ali Liff Miller. The Daylight Fit Podcast. Everybody out there, it's our pleasure here at the Daylight Fit Podcast to introduce to you one of my favorite power lifters and elite lifter, Mr. Richard the Ant Hawthorne. Everybody give it up. Give it up. Yeah, I mean, I would clap, but I don't have I don't have hands to clap. But obviously, it is an complete honor. Thank you so much, sir, for calling on our show. Oh man, it's my pleasure, man. It's my pleasure. I enjoy. Uh, I mean, this is my passion. This is my passion. Word. And if I get a chance to talk talk about it, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it. That's what's up. That's all right. And uh, as a first, well, first I got to ask a quick question. This is to Rob. What do you mean you don't have hands, sir? 
You, that's what you're saying. You know, I was trying to, I was going to clap, but I realized my phone was in my hand still, and I, you know, it was just, yeah, I'm sorry. So you, <laughs> so you did a, you did a full paw slip there. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 sorry. Okay. All right. Just wanted to get that out the way. <laughs> so we did, like I said, um, Mr. Hawthorne, or what would you rather us call you? Mr. Mr. Hawthorne, Richard, the aunt, get, you tell us. You just call me Richard, man. All right. Richard, the Day Life Fit podcast is basically is just myself, my friend Rob, who's an Olympic lifter, and we, we talk about fitness and health from two guys, normal guys' perspectives, who like it, who love it, who train in it, and it's just, we just shoot the shit with our with our people on the podcast, you know, we keep it real, you know, and wanted to have somebody definitely real come on the show, You again, you're one of my favorite power listers, um, and one of my favorite uh, individuals, I, I look at your Instagram and everything, so it's, again, an honor to have you on the show, and... We have some. I, I did pull up some of your stats, sir, on my book of my book of. Uh, well, it's not really a book; it's a Surface Pro. But um, got some uh, things right here, sir. Hold up. So, if I recall, you were on the United States powerlifting team. You represented in Russia. Am I correct? Not Russia. Um, Australia. Australia. That's what it was. Australia. So, so. First of all, let's let's start from the beginning. Let's start from the basics. How did you get started in powerlifting? Well, um, in order to, to to get into how to get started in, in powerlifting, uh, I always give recognition to my neighborhood that I grew up in. And, okay. Uh, um, Cedar Grove. I'm I'm, I'm from Mississippi, Pelican, Mississippi, and we're on the water, so. A lot of people uh, know of it as being Baby Vegas. So it's a little place down here, Mississippi, where we got quite a few casinos. Okay. And, um, my neighborhood had a neighborhood park, and uh, it was a blessing for me to grow up in this, this neighborhood because all we did, and it was a wide range of ages from, um, I'd say I was the youngest uh, in the youngest group uh, from the age eight all the way up to 19, we did every sport, everything, every day. I mean, when I say every sport, so all your major sports, you know, basketball, baseball, football, you know, to drilling holes for golf, street hockey, I mean, every day. And I stayed in the woods, you know, playing manhunting, stuff like that. So um, um, me being, you know, the caboose of all this and, and any given day, we have a range of, you know, 15 to 25 kids out there, you know, every day, right. you know, having to troubleshoot because I'm, I'm, I'm small, I'm, I'm a runt, you know, and having to troubleshoot through all that and, and being in a real competitive neighborhood, um, I give, I give everything to this, this neighborhood and the family that I grew up with because, you know, we are all still very, very close, which a lot of people don't, it's, a lot of people don't get that. Not even with, you know, two people in their life that you can, you know, be around and, 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 uh, have that support for the rest of your life, you know? Right. Right. And, you know, it's funny you just said that because, um, before we, uh, before we got you on the line, uh, Rob and I were talking about the urban athlete, which is basically, yeah. um, Basically, we ourselves grew up with um, 
individuals in our family who really were our role models. And they were just, they, they did it all, you know, in the neighborhood. They played basketball, football, baseball. They ran track. They lifted weights. They did gymnastics. I mean, and that was just something that we both grew up seeing. You know, I know Rob's father was like that. My father was very similar to that. So, you know, I just think it's interesting the fact that, you know, you you just came on and you're, you're, you're giving credit to where, you, to your roots. And, you know, it's very similar. It's very similar, you know, and that's what we were talking about. We, we were coining it the urban athlete because a lot of these fellows we knew, did, um, they didn't really go into the organized sport. This was just how they normally lived their life, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think, and I think that's one of the most important things that nowadays people have forgotten about or gotten away from dealing with fitness and health. It's just being active you know a lot of them they just it it wasn't a thing of you know i'm gonna go play pro or i'm gonna do this they just they just love to be active and i think we're really missing that in today's society i mean it was just like people like i don't know it's just it's it's still it's still fresh it's first makes me as a as a person and also as an athlete that, that people just forgot how to move. Yeah. Like, like, we're not talking about lifting. We're not talking about sports. Just like people just forgot how to get up and just move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's that. Like, and they feel like, oh, my back hurt. Oh, my knees hurt. Oh, my, my head hurt. I'm like, well, you sit on the couch for like six hours. So I mean, what the hell would you think? What else is going to happen? I mean, exactly. I was just talking about that. So um, I just got finished, you know, getting my brakes done, and I was out there with one of my buddy's dad that I grew up with, and he was doing my brakes, and and uh, we was just talking about that. Like he he didn't he don't have to work, you know, and uh, but every day he gets up and he go work some people cars. He got something to do every day, you know, for all of if he wanted to, but you know he chooses to do this because one he enjoys it, but another thing is. You, and this is with everything. You don't you you don't use it, you lose it. That's true. Yeah, with everything in this existence, you don't use it, you lose it. That's true. Yeah. That's one hundred percent truthful. Very true. So, coming from the again, we're coining it the urban athlete background and environment. I'm I'm assuming this is where you transfer into organized sports, with it being high uh, school or like, when did you start specifically uh, as far as okay. uh, an organized sport? Um, I started uh, young. I want to say we, I did uh, Pee Wee. Okay. Uh, first first thing I did was uh, T-ball, which that was only one year. Um, but um, I went heavily into, uh, you know, football as far as Pee Wee football and uh, went from Pee Wee football to, of course, the school. school uh, Seventh and eighth grade football, which that was the first time I went. I want to say seventh grade was the first time I worked out. Um, wasn't for me at that time. Um, mm-hmm. Now somebody somebody challenged me. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be in there. Not saying that I'm gonna try to lift whatever, but you know, somebody say that I can't do something. I'm at least gonna be in that area. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, uh, seventh grade was the first time I started lifting weights, and of course, just like everybody else, 
ah, this hurts, it feels uncomfortable, and all that good stuff, you know what I mean? Right. And going around going around school, poking each other in the chest because we're school and stuff like that, you know. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's what, that's what I actually um, started. It wasn't nothing until ninth grade. Um, um, yes, I was uh, an athlete because of – and, and I, I, I try to make people know I wasn't an athlete because it was genetic – you know, I, mean, I was an athlete because of my environment, you know. Right. Um, again, if you don't use it, you lose it. So I had all the practice in the world of moving around, whether it was sports or playing in the woods and being agile and, and say, manhunt, you know, playing playing hide-and-seek in the woods, you know what I mean? Right. Being able to move, you know, real agile through things, you know what I mean? Because uh, that's where I got my athletic ability and the mindset of, no, you're not getting me, or this is not happening. You know what I mean? Right. That 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 was that's that's where that came from. You know, I was conditioned that way. You know, through that experience. But um, but yeah, in ninth grade, uh, of course, I, I I was an athlete by that by that time, and um, and uh, one of my friends, actually Tony Capri, um, he was a um, thirteen-time world junior champion in powerlifting. Mm-hmm. Wow. Young, young cat in my neighborhood, and when I say my neighborhood, had spit out some athletes. Whether it was powerlifting, uh, football, you know, a couple people went to the league. Um, a couple people, um, a couple females went to uh, the next level in uh, in uh, basketball. We had a guy go next level in uh, baseball. I mean, countless. You know, if it wasn't if it wasn't athletically, it was academically. It was competitive, no matter what it was. But um, you know, they needed a one fourteen er, you know, and um, and uh, they asked me to do it. And um, my uh, first meet, I, I did it because you know I was like, why not? And uh, the first meet, I didn't have nobody to compete against, you know, so I went to South State. Um, Second second meet, which was uh, South State, I had um, I had two people and I used it out barely. And then um, that first year of state, I um, I got up there and it was it was a roster full. Okay. It was it was a roster full. So it was I want to say it was about six six lifters in that weight class state. And um, to be honest, I, I don't really remember. I'm I'm bad with remembering numbers because this is more than just numbers for me. You know what I mean? I don't I don't Amen. hold on Amen. to numbers except except for you know things that circulate because people remind me what I've done. You know, right? But um um but uh I want to say I did at one fourteen. I want to say I did a um uh like a two twenty five squat. Um, like a 185 bench, and then a um, um, no, I'm sorry, not a 185. I want to say like a, it was a low hundred, so it was like 105 to 115, something like that. And then I did like a 235 uh, deadlift, which it it all came down to uh weight, so I had to hit that weight to tie the lead person. 
And since uh, I weighed lighter, I won that first year at State. So that's how it all started. And to tell you this right now, after that meet, I said, and I said it out loud, and I constantly said that I was going to be pound for pound strongest person in the world. Right. Look at where Right. Yep. Right. So you so you said it and you put it in the atmosphere and you 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 made it a, a reality. Yep. Right. Which yep. yep. It, I think that's awesome. I mean, that's something um we talk about all the time. Uh, last week, Rob and I was actually having a conversation about motivation and how to stay motivated. And um, sometimes it's difficult to motivate yourself. Um, or with me, sometimes rather it might not be something that I'm not, I don't have problems motivating myself, but talking to other people that motivate me, you know, and I, I, I will say, honestly, you're one of the individuals that motivates me, you know, uh, and, and um, comically, the first time I saw you, and I know you said earlier, you said you're a, you're a smaller uh, man. The first time I saw you was on YouTube, and I swore you were like six foot, two hundred pounds. And, and, and I'm looking at it because there's all these guys behind you, and they're all bigger guys. And I'm like, wow, this guy is just wow. I'm like, this is a big guy. And then I later I looked, and somebody said your height, which is I believe five three. Am I correct? Yeah. Five yeah. three and it said one thirty and I was like one, I was blown away and two I was like, I am weak as fuck. I was like I am weak as fuck and I was like, I need to figure out what the cause me, I'm five seven, one eighty five and I'm like okay. I need to go back to the drawing board and really see what it is that I'm doing here. That's wrong, you know, because, you know, but as I I looked more at what it was you were doing, and um, you and I have talked about this in previous conversations, which is coming from where we're from, because we're, Rob and I are both from Philly, and one thing uh-huh. is we're we're definitely, we're literally, like it says, our, our city and state, we're a fighting city, you know, um, gotcha. the home of Rocky. The home of, you know, uh, uh, Joe Frazier and things like that. And mm-hmm. coming from, you know, where's, you know, it's a show and prove. And I, I knew if you're a big guy, a lot of you, a lot of times you tend to be a target. So I was like, man, you got to be good. You got to be strong, but you got to be able to move. So, yeah. you know, it was like, I wanted to figure out how to be strong, but being able to move. And I'm saying mm-hmm. this to say that. You're one of those individuals that motivated me to really go deeper into myself. What keeps you motivated? Where do you find the motivation? And, or who may, motivates you to keep going? Well, let's start with the word motivation. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not big on that word. Okay. Okay. Um, um, so because it, it, when you look at motivation, motivation is an outside fuel system. Okay. See what I'm saying? All right. So when you have an outside fuel system, you have to rely on that outside stuff. So if it ain't if it ain't in you, then you're gonna have problems. Okay. You see what I'm saying? 
I see what you're saying. So, so the thing is, is you have to have passion. Mm. You have you have to have the passion for it. You have to be in the environment, okay? Because mm-hmm. the environment is going to the environment is pretty much the information, or um, yeah, the environment is the, the information, okay? All right. And not only the information, it's also the um, the uh, the repetition. You know what I mean? The time and repetition. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. so. In, in order to to get to where you want to go, where you want to go, or say you want to go, you gotta have that. Because if you have an environment of people say you want to pilot, you know what I mean, and you have an environment of people uh, doing CrossFit, how far are you gonna go? You know what I mean? And that's right. that's the only people you have around you. You see right. what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of information you don't have any hands on of people to actually drive you? in that field, you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Where you at at that time. Okay? So you can have you can have the passion for it, but you don't you don't have, really have the people around you to set that groove and you can get that experience with them, you know what I mean? Right. Then how long are you gonna how long are you gonna um progress at a uh quality level. You see what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so that's the that's the time and the repetition is having that environment, you know, along with that passion. So, so you can, um, you can be motivated all you want. Motivation, I call it a, uh, emotional takeover because mm. you can have, you can go on YouTube and you can see somebody do an awesome lift. Like, oh man, awesome. I'm going to do it just like that. Right. Absolutely. As soon as that video go off, you do again. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep, I do. You again. So, yes. so that's that's that. You only motivate it when it's right there. But if you're in that environment, it's fueling you. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you have that passion. But, but the first thing, it's passion. When you have that passion, you're going to place yourself in those environments. You right. see what I'm saying? Right. Not knowing because that's what you love. You know? Yeah. So yeah. That's, the, that's the key, period. That's that makes sense. So, is having that passion. Okay. That makes perfect sense because it's like, because I, I catch myself doing that uh, a lot, you know, me, you know, and, and, and way the thing is, it's like, I will see videos and like, oh, yeah, I'm motivated, I'm good. But then when the when the video turns off, it's like, well, well, shit, like, what, what else is there now? Like, what else do I have to do now to get up out of bed and leave the door to go to the gym? Right. And it's like, and and that's when intrinsically you have to find it within yourself to get up and do what you love to do. Regardless, like, okay, I, like when you go to that environment, the environment fuels the fire, but it all boils down to, okay, like, am I going to pick my right and left foot up to put them on the floor, to put my stuff on, to leave out the door to do what I want to do? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I, and honestly, like, um, Rick, the, the, just the, I I saw uh, what video was it? It was the Rage Rage Power and Innocent video. The, the there was one of this one of the cage videos that you were in. You um you did um six was it six or five reps to six hundred pounds? Uh, it was um I want to say that was uh six reps. It was six reps. I, it was well, I, I don't know which one. It, it was one six ten six ten for uh for four reps. 
Uh, one was uh, like six hundred foot five. It was some, somewhere around that. It was, it was it was it was in 2017. I know that I, I, like the date was in 2017. So it was last year. Oh, so that was okay. So that was last year. So that was um, I can't I can't remember. <laughs> to be honest, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking it up right I think now. It was like five or five or six reps. Yeah. But like, but what was? And I and I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, I, and I I cried seeing you do it. And it was just when when you said, you know, you don't know if you're going to make it. You don't know if 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 you know, like, if you don't know if it's, if it's going to work out well. But you let all these emotions and all this like all this stuff like just flow in you, and you just let it go. And then you started you started tearing up, and I was just like, I was, it, it, I just felt, I don't know, it just, I felt so empowered seeing you do that because it it was just like you clearly could see. That you were nervous, you were scared, that you 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 like you had a sense of doubt, but at the same exact time you had you kept your composure and you still did it. You know, and 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 I that that is the one thing that I'm still learning how to do is to control my emotions. Like I'm still learning how to walk the rickety bridge without falling off. You know what I mean? And it's just like as an elite as an elite athlete. Like what? Like not not so much what goes through your head, but it's just like when you tear up and you let the emotions take over, and then you're like, okay, I let it go, I'm done, and you just do it. Like what? What brought you to that point? Like what? What? What helps you reach that level of 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 that that like that mindset level? That's a good question, Rob, and not to cut you off, but that's all the time we have right now for our interview with Richard the Ant Hawthorne on the De La Fit podcast. Next up is Dropping the Jewels segment with Brittany Noel. That's right. Dropping the Jewels will be discussing type 1, type 2 diabetes and some of the things you can do to help manage it. That's right. Still here on the De La Fit podcast. But next week, next week, we will have the rest of the interview with Richard the Ant Hawthorne. You're now tuned in to the De La Fit Podcast. It's time for Dropping the Jewels. That's right. You know that sound. It's time for Dropping the Jewels with Brittany Noel on the De La Fit Podcast. Brittany, start us off with a little bit of information about diabetes. Please drop some of your knowledge. There are a lot of other health issues that are correlated with diabetes. And a lot of them, one is being effective and it can affect how your diabetes affects. So there's a lot of different factors that can affect how effective you are by diabetes And so even though some people can't directly something about the blood sugar itself. Maybe if we're doing something about like the high blood pressure or about the cholesterol or about your potential for heart disease. All of these things are things that affect your diabetes. So exercising, if we can affect things that are contributing factors, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Contributing factors. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do. Diabetes. We can help the overall effect of how diabetes is affecting the body. Exactly. Um, one thing I would always say is if you are suffering from diabetes, uh, 
specifically I would say type 1, type 2. Type 2 diabetes and type 1 are very different. Um, breaking down a little bit about that, type 1 is mostly, if I'm correct, individuals who are born with diabetes, uh, get diabetes in their younger ages, that's what I should say. Um, yes. Type 2 is more dealing with individuals and their, I would say their fitness level, their diets, they can become diabetic. Um, that's something that individuals, uh, or I should say, should say Brittany uh, touched on in the very beginning. You know, so uh, making sure that your diet is correct or best, the best that it can be. Getting that exercise, um, which helps cholesterol, and again, as Brittany said, fending uh, off heart disease and many other aspects. So, I did look up uh, some things, and I'm founded on this uh, resource, which is WEB, uh, WebMD, WEB, mm, you know I'm tired, you know, guys, you don't know, you don't know, I am a lot more intelligent when I'm not tired, believe me, <laughs> please believe this, people, please, please believe me, people, please believe me, uh, <laughs> this information can be looked up at um <laughs> www.webmd.com um first things first make a list of oh sorry uh get your doctors okay which we've already discussed you should always get a your doctor or physician uh okay about the things that you do health wise um that's just a must because uh, you always want to make sure that you're not going to do anything that's going to activate your condition uh continuously check your blood sugar now this is if you're if you're doing some type of exercise all right you want to do these things uh prior to doing them all right so check your blood sugar you want to make sure that your blood sugar is at an appropriate level so that as you're exercising you won't drop too low all right that's something that you want to watch out for all right i also always tell my clients they're around to have some sort of quick sugar source in your pocket or with you so that just in case you do start to feel the effects, you can go ahead and pop that hard candy or whatever it is that you need to regain your blood sugar. Um, and also, if you do have type 1 diabetes and you're insulin resistant to your body parts, you don't produce insulin at all, then you definitely want to make sure that you have that insulin with you, that you have whatever shots you need and your monitors there with you at the gym or at your home while you're working out. So that way you can go ahead and restore your insulin levels when you need to. Awesome. Uh, Brittany with the save right there, which I was going to, which is number four, carry carbs. Um, number five, you want to always ease into any exercise regimen that you're doing. Please, people, don't just go full force into a full tabata workout without proper supervision. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. That's that's just not the way to do it. Okay. I'm gonna go and run five miles. One hundred percent That's right, Tabitha. Did I say did I say it correct? Tabitha. It's, it's Tabitha. It's Tabitha today, okay? I don't care. It is Tabitha. I do not care. All right. Since Brittany wants to make fun of me. It's Tabata, people. Tabata. Like I said, <laughs> don't go. that and that here. Don't go. All right. How about this? Don't go full force into a hit workout. How about that? How about that, Brittany? Right 
Perfect. Don't go full force into any, basically any type of workout. All right. You want to ease into it. A lot of times we get um, hooked up on the things we were able to do in the past. That's that's myself. I'm sure maybe Brittany goes through that and others. Uh, we we get hooked the up. Man, you guys, it's the man thing. Really? For real? <laughs> Sexism. <Us> women. Sexism. <laughs> Always no. the men trying to regain those glory days. Anyway, the hate <laughs> is real. The struggle is so real right now. <laughs> anyway, but the perks of having a female co-host. Really, really the burn. That's what it's gonna be. Absolutely <laughs> the burn. Anyway, as I say, you want to take your time, no matter who you are. Just take your time, please. Don't go full bore. You want to uh, ease into a workout. The the one thing I do see with clients is the fact of individuals want to hurry up and get fast results and they want to go full force into something or they're highly motivated. They see something on Instagram, they see something on Facebook and they're like, yes, I want to do that yoga routine 100% all out or I want to do this weight routine like this. And the problem of it is, is that your body is not accustomed to it yet. You want to ease into it. No matter what type of program or regiment you're doing, take your time. Give yourself the moments. If you're doing a cardio uh, program, don't just go full out for 20 minutes, 30, 40, 50 minutes. Don't go crazy. You know, listen to your bodies. Take your time. Maybe start out with five to 10 minutes, all right? Ease into it, all right? Take your time. Same thing with weightlifting. It might be tempting for the guys. <clears throat> um, it might be tempting to go over and be like, yeah. What? 145. Wait, or or somebody. 170. I could curl that. No, it's a quick way to hurt yourself if you're not prepared. Don't do that. All right. Real Take, quick. We're very quick. I've seen it. It's <laughs> not pretty. Take your time. All right. One thing you uh, got to understand, and I, I think this is for everybody, is this is your journey. It's your journey and nobody else's. All right. Don't let anybody else dictate to your body to in your mind about your journey all right exercise health fitness is an individualized thing it should always be that way and it's about you like track and field individual sports gotta worry about those rates that's right so please take your time um another thing that we would say is Brittany, you got you want to add another thing to that right there um well, one thing that I would say is that everybody's body is different, whether or not you have diabetes or not. And everybody's, again, their reaction to having diabetes is different. Very so much. based off of this, what you're doing to maintain your overall health is going to affect what you can and can't do while you're trying to work out. But what I will say is that you don't want to let your diabetes be limiting factor. You can still go out and do awesome athletic feats, and you can adapt to a lifestyle where you can be very active, but it is, like we were saying, something that you need to work into. So I do want you to feel encouraged, but you can get to that level with a lot of, you know, work, a lot of considering how your body feels, and a gradual process that may take a couple of years, but you just have to be patient and waiting for that process and to not get discouraged initially if you feel like you're not doing much. But eventually, you'll be able to do a lot. So you just have to listen to your body, stay consistent, and also do the other things you need to in regards to your diet 
and other recovery aspects to make sure that you can sustain whatever type of fitness level you're trying to achieve. Exactly. Exactly. Those and that's that's all good information right there. Also to chime in on what Brittany's saying, make it a habit. Make whatever it is that you're doing, make it, make your exercise regimen, no matter what it is, start making it a part of your life. That means don't get upset if you're if you don't do it uh, a certain regimen or something at a certain time. I mean, it, look, in a very, very organized world, then everything would go without a hitch. But that's not life. That's not reality. So if this is going to be part of your life, it should be like anything else that is a part of your life. All right. If this means something to you, if it is that important, you're going to do it. Doesn't matter the time. Doesn't matter when. You know, you're going to make it happen. If it really means that much to you, you're going to go out and walk around in the park maybe, you know, at, um, I don't know, you might have wanted to do it at 9 o'clock, but hey, you didn't get out until 11. At least you're doing it. At least you are doing it, and that's where you need to focus. Uh, the focus is basically, again, making it a part of your who you are. There's nothing wrong with exercise. There's nothing wrong with um, doing anything any type of resistance training, all right? A lot of times, and we've talked about this before in many different podcasts, I know you and I have, Brittany, is the fact that we t tend to look at exercise and, uh, as some type of punishment, especially uh, if, unfortunately, we come down with an ailment or we, we gain a little weight, you know, it's like, oh, man. And I know I've heard this. I've heard this from friends, and I know you've probably heard this. Oh, I got to go on a diet. Oh, I got to work out. Oh. Right. Is that what it is? It, that, that's, that's normally the voice I hear. Uh, you know, like, that's from my sisters and friends. Ha-ha! <laughs> Ha-ha! thought it was going to be from yeah. just the men. I don't think it was that. Uh, uh, I can't do it. That's, that's going to be the new voice. I'm going to get that as a, a, uh, voice, a voiceover. Uh, oh, my God. You're now tuned in to the De La Fit Podcast. The Day Life Fit Podcast is brought to you by supporters like you. If you like what you heard today, please like, follow, share, and subscribe to the Day Life Fit Podcast. We're here because of listeners like you. Thank you. We hope you all enjoyed the show out there today. I'd just like to send a shout out and a thank you to my Day Life Fit squad, Brittany Noel, Rob Oli-Lifter Miller. Uh, Special shout out to our guest, uh, Richard the Ant Hawthorne, who graced us and gave us some of his time. Um, can't wait for the interview next week to for the second part of the interview. And for you, the fans out there, we really appreciate you all uh, listening in, subscribing, liking, following, share. Um, we, we trust you continue. We will continue to put our best foot forward to continue to give you the best content possible. Thank you so much. Uh, as always, peace, love, fitness, and health. If you have a question or a topic that you would like us to tackle on the De La Fit podcast, please email us at DeLaFit13 at gmail.com. That's DeLaFit13 at gmail.com. You're now tuned in to the De La Fit podcast.